So, my name is Richard Hendrickson. We have, uh, with my family, we have moved um, here to Birmingham to serve alongside you guys. And so, this has been uh, something in the works for quite a long time now. I think it's been over two years now since we had decided this is where we're going to be coming uh, to serve. And what's interesting is that when you think about preaching in a place for the first time, you know, over two years, you think, oh, yeah, that'd be a great message. Maybe, oh, yeah, maybe I'll talk about God's mercy or God's sovereignty. And so there's thoughts that kind of bounce around in your brain, like, oh, maybe a first message might look like this or like that. And so uh, when Johnny gave me the, <laughs> this week's passage, which happens to be the, very much a Christmas passage, it wasn't what I was anticipating for July, anyways. Um, but we're going we're gonna to go with it, and it's going to be all right. Um, yeah, so... Thanks for how you guys have all welcomed us um, these past weeks. We're feeling settled and ready just to kind of dig in and, and serve alongside you guys. So um, we're going to open up with a word of prayer, and then we're going to dig in a little bit. Father God, thank you for um, this morning, this beautiful morning uh, here in Brumgun, where your light is just shining everywhere. And God, even if the sun uh, was behind clouds, <laughs> your glory would be just as present. And so it's so good to be here um, as brothers and sisters in the Lord, um, worshiping you, learning about you. God, I just pray that you would prepare our hearts um, to hear what you want us to hear very specifically this morning. Um, God, I believe that you have something to speak into each one of our hearts. And so um, give us ears to hear this morning. In Jesus' precious name, amen. 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 Um, so if you guys look under your seats, Johnny's put some evaluation slips because it's my first time preaching. Is anybody, nobody's reaching for it. That actually brings Johnny, that brings me a lot of comfort. Um, but in all honesty, come and share with me your thoughts afterwards. I'm in a phase of adaptation, right? Um, and so I need you guys' help to help me along this journey as we adapt to the British culture as we adapt to the, to the Brummie culture. So uh, feel free to come up, share your thoughts. Uh, we'll open book. Um, I'm going to ask for a little bit of participation. Maybe you're not all comfortable with this, but how many of you are on social media? This isn't a judgment moment. I'm not. <laughs> all right, yeah, not bad. OK. So if you guys are all very much aware of the comment section, Maybe there'll be a political statement. Maybe there'll be a, uh, something on uh, a famous person or an athlete. Uh, maybe it's about wars. And then underneath, you just have um, hundreds of experts and professionals that are leaving their comments below. And they're, and they're, you know, they're attacking one another in the process of doing so. But I'm pretty much convinced that a lot of people are maybe a five-minute Wikipedia search, and boom, they're expert in the field, and then they, they throw down whatever they feel is necessary to convince the whole world that they are right, and everyone else is wrong. And the, the reason why I bring that up this morning is in some aspect of that, we as Christians are kind of supposed to be investing as well and sharing what we do know obviously with a fair amount of humility, and maybe we can just erase the whole pride aspect. But the idea and the concept 
of, of understanding something in our Christian faith and then transmitting it and sharing it with others is really, really important. It's a part of what we should be doing on a regular basis. So, but there's a balance in this as well, right? There definitely has to be a balance of being an expert in the field, knowing absolutely everything, and also saying, well, this is what I do know. This is what I can present you. There's this, always this balance. I know there's been moments in my life where I didn't grasp, I didn't understand grace just yet. Grace was a concept that took me a while to really understand and be able to communicate. So because I, don't, uh, I didn't understand grace completely, does that mean that's something that I don't share? Not at all. It's still something that I've experienced. There's been moments in my life where I've experienced grace. There's been situations where I've seen God's grace working in other people's lives. There's been um, scripture that I've been able to read and just reading about God's grace through Jesus Christ. I might not always be able to wrap my mind around it completely, but that doesn't mean it's something that we shouldn't share. Here's an, an example. Um, we've all used the internet. If someone comes around and says, I've never used the internet before, we, we might not know how the internet works, right? <laughs> it's probably quite scary if we think about how it actually works and inter, intertwines itself into our lives. But if someone comes along and says, hey, what is this about? We have experiences that we can say, hey, this is what this is about, and it's the same thing when we're talking about our faith. Without a complete understanding, maybe of God's grace, how he chooses to forgive us, how he loves us, how God sent his son to die on the cross for us, how he rose from the dead three days later to prove that, yes, he really was God, you might not always get your hands and your mind wrapped around some of those concepts, but it's still something that we need to be sharing. So this morning, I want to give with you guys uh, a framework, um, uh, something that's going to help us process how can we go about things in a good, in a healthy way that we can share things. So we're not taking the comment section approach to our faith where we're just dropping bombs left and right and we're making it look like we have all the answers when we don't. There's, there is a way, and we're going to be looking at the shepherds to do so. The shepherds, very lowly people. Uh, in Jesus' day, um, the same level of appreciation as the tax collectors, um, the people that clean the streets. But in these chapters, in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 21, we're going to see how God uses the shepherds to really help us shape a better understanding of how can we take what we've observed, what we've seen, what we've experienced, and use that to be able to share. So I'm going to invite Ray up to read the passage uh, for us this morning. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that the census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was the governor of Syria, and everyone went uh, to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth into Galilee uh, to Judah, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because uh, he belonged to the house of the line of David. He went there to register with Mary. He was pledged to be married to him and was <coughs> expecting a child. While they were there, 
the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that, you will, cause, uh, that will be, cause a great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born unto you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising the God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom is his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said unto one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, as the Lord uh, has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who had heard it were amazed at the shepherds said to them. But Mary uh, treasured all, up all these things and pondered, uh, pondered them in their heart. The shepherd returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen. Uh, were just as they, uh, they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise a child, he was named Jesus. The name of the angel had given him before he was conceived. So the point of today's message is that we need to share what we know. So I'll just give that to you right from the beginning, so that way you don't get lost in anything else. The point of today's message is that we need to share what we know. But I want to prepare you, give you some tools uh, to be able to do so with confidence and with a biblical approach to this. And so let's, we're going to go to our professors, the shepherds, and see what we can learn from them. And so we're going to use uh, the phrase, old Vice President W. And this is the whole purpose of that. It just hopefully I created something that you guys wouldn't forget. It's an acronym. This is my second attempt at acronyms. Most likely a fail but we'll, we'll go with it. Old Vice President W. So what's one of the first things that we notice from the shepherds? They, oh, they observed, right? So in verse nine, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. So there's, first off, there's a necessity to observe in our Christian faith. What is God doing around you? What is he doing in the lives of others? I think we just heard a couple of weeks ago some of the baptism testimonies that we've heard. That's evidence of this is something that God is doing. We need to be aware and observe of the things that are going on around us. What is God doing in our neighbors, within our families? What is the process of doing? We need to be observant and we need to be diligent in doing so. Um, it says, um, and the angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. I honestly don't believe that it was like a stadium view or like if you go to the cinema where you sit and everything happens in front of you. If you've ever gone outside at nighttime in the middle of the country, you get out of your car and you look up at the stars, are they just here? No, they're, they're absolutely everywhere. And you turn your head and you try and grasp all that you can from every direction. 
And that's the same way I feel like in this scene here when the angels are arriving, that it's all around them. And so we have to make sure that we don't have this tunnel vision of maybe God's only doing something right here, only in the gate church. He is doing amazing things right here, but he's also doing things at your neighbor's home. You don't think it's by coincidence that the two neighbors on each side of you or above you and below you have been placed there? The lights that you guys can represent for Christ, be observant. See what God is doing around you. Be observant. Be attentive. So O is for they thank you over here on the left-hand side. <laughs> they observe. Second, they listened. They listened. In verse 10 it says, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is called the Christ. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swallowing cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel, with the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. They needed to stop and listen. We saw in the previous verse that they were fearful when they first saw the situation. They were filled with fear. I don't know if you have been really struck with fear in your life, but you don't hear a whole lot. You kind of folk, you have the tunnel vision, you don't hear a whole lot what's going around you. But they, they were starting to soak in, what are they telling us? What are they saying? And listening to God is a really important part of our preparation in being able to share with one another. Um, in moments of prayer, sometimes we have to stop talking and just spend some time listening. What does God want to say to me today? What does he want me to do today? What does he want me to do in this situation? The shepherds said they went and they listened and they were given the information they needed to do next steps. Sometimes listening is coming from other believers, other people that are filled with the Spirit. Maybe they need to come in with a word of encouragement for you. Maybe you're down on yourself, you've been discouraged, you don't feel like you've been living out your faith the way that you maybe you feel like you should. Sometimes you need to be listening because God's going to send people to come alongside you and encourage you and walk with you and say, hey, let me pray for you. Let me encourage you in this. This is something I've seen God doing in your life. Take time to listen. On another aspect, maybe someone's going to come along and say, hey, I'm worried about this. I'm not so sure this is going so well. What can we do? How can we come along and support you? Just be open to God's spirit working in whatever way he needs to, but with open ears as the shepherds have done. So going back, I like doing this. I like repetition. O is for observe. L is for listen. Right. So now we're coming to the D. The D is they discussed. So we, got to the, we finished the word old. They discussed. Verse 15. As when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, one another so they, got, they had a conversation, they said, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went through a process, they observed, they listened, and now they're discussing what they had heard. And they're saying, all right, what, what's next? Hey, let, let's go and see for ourselves what is actually going on. Um, they talk to one another, and the church plays such an important role 
in, in this aspect here. We have questions sometimes to things that we think we've understood. This is the place to bounce things off of one another. Gospel families is another fantastic place. You have questions, you've read something, you don't understand something, that's a place to start sharing it and engaging with your other brothers and sisters. Discuss the things that we're learning together through God's word. I've seen a lot of situations where people start learning, and, but they kind of plug their ears, they don't share with anybody else, and at times they, can get, they, they go down bunny trails, to use bunny tra- the world bunny trails. And no, not bunny trails. Yeah, they go off the path that they weren't supposed to be going on. <laughs> That's a, rabbit holes? Yeah, it's, rabbit, we're gonna go with rabbit holes. <laughs> rabbit holes, they, they, there's, a, there's a thing that we can do within the community to keep us, ourselves accountable and saying, yeah, that's spot on. Yes, I read the same thing. And there's confirmation through discussion, just as the shepherds had done. There was confirmation. Did you hear what I heard? Yeah, I heard what they said. Did you see all the angels? Yeah, I saw the angels. What did they say? Yeah, I heard the same thing. All right, let's go. Let's go check it out. We're not going to stand around here. Let's go check it out. Let's go. Let's go. And, and they discussed, and then that leads us to, what did they do? They verified. So we have O is, for the word old, O is observe, L is listen, D is they discussed, and now we are working on vice president, so the V is they're verified. They verified. They wanted to check it out for themselves. It says, when the angels went away, from them into heaven. The shepherd said, oop, I read that one. And they went, <laughs> verse 16, and they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. They didn't just talk about what they had experienced. They're like, all right, let's move this into action. Let's not just sit on it. Let's do something about it. So they went in haste and they found Jesus lying in a manger. They went to see for themselves the good news that had just been declared to them. The good news that a Savior had been born unto them. They observed, they listened, they discussed, and then they went to verify. And there's ways that we can verify for ourselves what's going on and the things that we've heard as well. You might be like, well, Rich, the shepherds only had to go, I don't know, four or five hundred yards to verify with their own eyes. How do we verify things like this? (laughs) The word of God. It's there for us. Everything that we possibly can need is there to be verified in God's word. It is true. It is holy. It is without error. And that's the place that we can go. So whether it's something that I say, you can go and verify it. Whether it's something that Johnny or Johnny or Toby or whoever's leading the gospel groups at at the moment, verify it just like the shepherds did. That's where we can be certain that what we're understanding is true. Does it line up with God's word? Does it line up with his character? We need to go and we need to verify. What does it say? The next thing that that leads us to is that they proclaimed. So that's the P, that's the vice president. So we have Old vice president, we got the VP, they proclaimed in Luke 2, 17. It says this, And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child. So when they saw it, what did they do? They went and they proclaimed. They went out. They observed. Well, they observed. 
They listened. They discussed. They verified. And now they proclaimed. They went to share it. Do you think that they honestly knew everything that Jesus was going to be? They knew he was the Savior, but did they know how he was going to do it? Not necessarily. Did they know when he was going to do it? No. But they took the information that they had, and they said, oh, this is the truth. This has been verified. We saw the angels. We did this. And then they said, yeah, this is what we can share. And so from that place, they went out, and they started sharing that information. Do you think they, did they need to invent exactly how Jesus was going to be their Messiah or Savior? No, they just said, you know what, this is the information that I have today. This is what I can share. And this is such a fantastic example for us. This is evangelism, right? It's the going and it's the sharing. And they took some steps before they got to the sharing part, right? It wasn't... They could have started sharing the minute they saw the angels. And if I'm honest, I think I would have saw the angels. I'd have been like, that's good enough for me. I'm going to go start sharing this. But at the same token, they might have been like, if we share this information like this, they're just, they already think we're crazy. <laughs> like, maybe we should go do just dig a little bit deeper and see how this all fits together. And that's what we're called to do as well. So that way when we get to the place where we're starting to proclaim the truths that we know and we understand, we already have a basis underneath it. No one expects to have a theological degree in order to share your faith. I know there's people that sometimes we wait so long because we're like, we don't get it yet. I I don't know that I have all the answers. I don't want to engage in that discussion yet because I don't have everything right here, right here, right here. But there is an awful lot that we do have and that God's provided for us to be able to use. And we have the word of God to take with us as well. These shepherds are just taking their own personal experience. We also have the word of God that we can be taking with us as well. So going back to that comment section on social media, I'm not asking you to pretend that you have all the answers. It wasn't that long ago that one of our Our kids was at a playground and engaged in a spiritual conversation with another little boy. And Levi came home and he was he was amped up because he was like, I didn't have all the answers. I wanted to have more answers, but I didn't have them all. But it still didn't stop him from entering into the conversation and sharing what he could. And that actually opened up a little bit of a friendship the next time he ran into the boy because they had a great conversation that's happening at 10 years old. One encouragement, he took what he could, and he shared, and he proclaimed. And so we can do that with wherever we're going, right? The shepherds went out, and they, the people that they ran into, those are the people that they started sharing with. Those are the people that they were sharing this truth that they have verified. Their other shepherd buddies, the places that, the marketplace, the people that they would run into it on a regular basis. And so when you look at us here at the Gates Church, and you think about, The capacity that we have to reach, it's huge. There's so many people at so many different levels and cultures of life that we can reach from right here. It's absolutely amazing. Whether whether you're a teacher or whether you're a student and you can sharing with your profs or maybe it's your neighbors or your family or your friends or your parents or you're investing into your children 
or the place that you go and pick up the groceries, if you go to the co-op, maybe the same guys there standing next to the door. It's just the people that you run into on a regular basis, that these are the people that we're supposed to take opportunities to proclaim to them. So we have old Vice President W. I don't know what W even represents, but uh, we're just going to go with it. Worship is the last one. They worshiped. Verse 20, and the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. They took the knowledge, they observed, they heard, they discussed, they verified it, and it led them to worship. This is what we're called to do as well. When we start understanding grace and mercy and God's power and his sovereignty, his forgiveness, his mercy, these things should lead us to a place of worship where we just start singing praises to God or with living out our lives. In, you, can, you don't have to just, worship isn't just playing music and singing songs. It's, it's the way that you work. It's the way that you greet others. It's the way that you, everything that you possibly do if you're doing it as unto the Lord is an act of worship. So the things that we're learning, the things that we've observed, the things that we've heard, the things um, that we've verified should lead us to a place of worship. When you finally grasp some of those things, it shouldn't be something that you keep inside. It's something that should go out and be shared and worshipped. So with all these different elements, we've been equipped to share exactly what we need to with those around us. We have, a, we have a basis, we have a plan, we have a way to know, well, what I can share, I can share that with confidence. Maybe, maybe you think, like, Rich, old Vice President W is not quite enough for me. I, I get what you're saying, but in reality, how does this actually play out? Well, I'm going to invite Micah up. He's got some good, good news, a great opportunity for you. Oh. Some of you might think it's a little bit cheeky of me to orchestrate Rich and his family's move from America um, purely to plug my evangelism training session next week. Uh, but I will do whatever it takes to get you all there. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm here to tell you about um, something that's happening next, next uh, Sunday evening at the church offices. Uh, it's the, the final installment of uh, what we've been calling Dig Deep, Reach Out which is, uh, it's, oh wow, it's here, there we go. Uh, Dig Deep, Reach Out is, um, is a termly uh, session where we get together and explore what it looks like to share our faith with our friends. And, and to do that, not as experts, not as people who know, know precisely what we're doing, but as people who are fumbling their way through um, uh, that journey. And so we've been looking, we've been, we've been walking through that journey together from beginning conversations all the way up to this point here, which is how to encourage our friends to turn to Christ, how to, how to take that next step and encourage our friends to put their trust in Jesus, which some people might feel like the hard, is the hardest step at all. I think some, some, sometimes the first step and the last step are, are often the hardest things to do uh, in sharing your faith, um, broaching spiritual subjects, and then um, encouraging our friends to turn to Jesus. And so uh, I... 
I'm really passionate about this, and maybe many of you are too. Some of you might be a little on the fence about it, and that's absolutely fine. Um, I'm here to encourage you that this is a really good opportunity for you to think about these things further. Yeah, I, I, I love hearing, just having an immediate opportunity to say, all right, we heard something. There's a way to continue working on that and just put in the application. Um, one of the things that I just remarked now, the shepherds probably didn't consider themselves evangelists either. They spent their day with animals, maybe talking to the sheep, which they probably meant they could have said just about anything they wanted. <laughs> but... God had used them to go and share. He didn't say, ooh, you know what? I'm going to choose someone that's a little bit better prepared. Maybe they have better speech. Maybe they carry themselves a little bit differently. Maybe they don't smell like the animals that they work with every day. That could be quite repulsive. But he did choose them. He did choose them. So that kind of eliminates any possibility for us to go, I don't know if that's really that's what God calls us to do. He called the shepherds and he calls us as well. And so, um, I want to add an R. There's not, the R just didn't fit, so I'm just going to add it on a little bit at the end. Um, Just dealing with remember. So we take all these things, we observe, we listen, we discuss, we verify, we proclaim, we worship, and remember. And this is a big part of our faith as well, looking back at the things that God has accomplished, the things that we have heard the things that we have seen, the things that we have discussed, and just reflecting on who Jesus is and what he's done for us, we need to remember that as well. And Mary, um, I'm not sure what verse it is, but Mary saw all these things, and she reflected upon them, and she held them in her heart, right? She held them in her heart. She reflected upon them. And this is the same thing that we need to be doing as well. And that remembering all that God has done is something that continues to motivate us to keep on pushing forward, to continue observing, to continue listening, to continue discussing, to continue verifying, to continue proclaiming, to continue to worship. So I just want to add the R at the end. Remember. Uh, we pray together? Father God, thank you. Um, how you call us to go and proclaim, but you don't expect us to go out unprepared, God. You expect us to go out with what we do know, what's been verified by your word, what's been uh, spoken over us uh, by other brothers and sisters in Christ, by the things we've seen and experienced. You're working in other people's lives through their testimonies, through preparation through hardships at time and just seeing how, God, you just revealed yourself and how you brought them through, Father, how we've we've been able to observe people living out biblical principles and what that has done for their lives, God. Thank you. Thank you so much for all that you've done and all that we get to participate in, Father. The good news of, of Christmas, the good news of Jesus coming to earth, Um, was more than we deserved. The whole purpose was to live a perfect life and to die in our place. Because God, we're not perfect and we're separated from you and we needed help and that's what Jesus came to do. Resurrected the third day to prove that he was really God and that what he did counted. 
God, may we take the things that we learn and the things we see and observe and proclaim them and worship you and remember them. And may that just have this continual circle of propulsion, Father, as we continue to know you more and grow in our faith each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen.